That's really where I draw from. It's like the purest form of yourself makes the purest form of music. And I really hope like any artist out there, anybody who has any, any given gift or talent that they unlock that at those hours that they allow themselves to lock at because they will create beautiful things. And I know they will. Welcome to Oregon Rooted. I'm Higher Peaks. And this is Lady Sativa. You're listening to The Dirt Show. Where we bring you Oregon's cannabis culture. Welcome to the Dirt Show. I'm Higher Peaks, and this is Lady Sativa. And we got a bit of a different show this time. Uh, first of all, we're not going to do our usual intro. No, well, we are, pretty, but we're going to. It's going to be short and to the point. Yeah, we uh, we decided that we wanted to. You know, we've done breeders, we've done farms, we've done uh, all kinds of cannabis related stuff. But part of the culture, big part of the culture, I think, is music, and we haven't even touched on that yet. Not much. And we got some damn good freaking artists in Oregon. Fuck yeah, we do. Uh, and we got one sitting right in front of us. Hell yeah. Two. Two. <laughs> Two Watch really yourself. good artists. <laughs> My bad, guys. Uh, and we're going to introduce them in a second. I just wanted to mention real quick, Lady Sativa, you brought those Skittles home. Yes. Yes, and I just wanted to... We got our hands on them. Yeah, and I wanted to make sure everybody knows when you take in cuts, uh, I really suggest looping. Quarantine. Quarantine and looping. I don't take cuts in because of that. And usually I'm a seed guy. So, uh, you know, usually, well, I am a seed guy, but you always seem to bring these fancy uh, clones home, no. wedding cake and Skittles and you shit like that. Damn business. It's not my fault. I want, I want to save them. But when I scoped them out, it's got mites. So now we got infected plants, their own COVID, I guess. But I just want to let everybody know that you scope that out. We're going to use that uh, mammoth biocontrol and we're going to see how that does. I've already sprayed them once. They've been quarantined to the front with the pretty flowers. So hopefully our pretty flowers don't get mites. Those plants give my other plants mites. I'm going to kick some ass. I'm going to flamethrower them. Anyway, with that said, we're sitting here smoking with Tyrone Player. He's rebranded from Josiah, as you probably know him from if you're from Oregon. Uh, this gentleman's been rapping since, well, since the womb, as they say, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got Bremer sitting right beside me. You guys are pretty much, what are you guys, partners? Partners in crime? Partners, best friends, whatever you want to call it. You guys, uh, like you, Superman and Batman. Yeah, right, right, right. And uh, you guys are, you collaborate? Is that what you're doing? Oh, all the time. Yeah, um, we actually um, started, well, I started a, a record label back when I was in the Navy days uh, called Young Thiv Gifted and Black Music Group. Yeah. Um, and your boy Bremer ended up joining on. Uh, becoming uh, another one of the uh, biggest investors that I've got. So we uh, decided to team up YGB um, presenting, you know, Tyrone Player, Bremer on different uh, assets and, and different avenues, as well as uh, opening up a new avenue with uh, Ocean World, which is a whole different uh, collaboration effort in the uh, genre. 
out here in Southern Oregon that Bremer's actually leading up. So nice, definitely some big things. That's awesome. <laughs> now you guys have been around for a while in the area. Um, I, you know, you've known Lady Sativa here for how long? Oh uh, man, like since, since kids, two thousand and two, youngsters at least. <laughs> now, do you remember him rapping back then? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember um, all of the talent shows and stuff like that. We were in actually we were in band together, so it's yeah. we were directly linked all those years, basically. Like his mom fucking loved me because I always defended him because he got teased. <laughs> A lot when a lot. it came to because he was embracing his dancing side and he they wouldn't allow him on the dance team at that point. That's some bullshit. Man. Yeah, it was some bullshit, bullshit. though. Like, yeah, for real. And he was a great dancer. Like I, you know, I watched him perform at all the talent, you know, talent shows. God, it's been fucking years. Forever. Yeah, and then uh, Coolio. <laughs> yeah, Coolio. Uh, he him. was. Uh, was I, that the picture that you had? That <laughs> I you ate were a sitting beside Coolio. I, yeah, was, I went backstairs with Coolio. Yeah. No big thing. I'm backstage, <laughs> no, not at all. No, no biggie. No big thing. Well, apparently, I I that's a whole story in itself. <laughs> though. Oh my god! That apparently, was crazy I'm really night. close to Coolio. I didn't even know. <laughs> he said I had pretty eyes. Yeah. Shout out Coolio. Uh, shout out Coolio. Eyes. Okay, let's stop that story right now. <laughs> Anyways, um, we I've seen him perform lots of times. Saw him go on stage at the Back to the '90s concert. He yep, got yep. to go on stage and meet um, Kid from Kid and yeah, Play. Oh, nice. Kids and Play. Yeah, yeah. Warren G. Or Kid and Play. I and I was I was pissed because all of a sudden we oh, see him in the crowd and he's right. up on stage. We're like, what? What the fuck? You just passed us. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it happens. <laughs> Hello. Uh, so, uh, well, now you you've been into music you've been into the the whole basically the rap since you could talk you know you were rapping at 13 right yes sir and you had fully recorded an album by what 18 18 yeah yep that's insane man that so you're a lifer yeah. no yeah, quitting been, yeah no quitting at all i mean it, we're, we're in a, a a world now where you don't have to you know put an age bracket on this this uh category anymore i mean Back in, you know, 90s, 80s, they were telling, you know, if you're at 40, you ain't, yeah, you too old to be doing this type stuff. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm just going to keep going until I decide not to. I don't know. I, that's probably never, though. Like, <laughs> I ain't never well, going to stop. That's what I'm talking about. How many albums did you release for the first time? Like, see, like did you put out? Uh, I've done, well, the, the newest project that I'm coming out with will be the fourth. So uh, the first one uh, was uh, Strictly Business. Um, that one came out in, like, 2013. Uh, Death of a Nice Guy was the next one. That one came out in like 2015. Then you got um, Weed Sweaters and Dress Shoes dropped in 2017. Okay. And then, yeah, now we're waiting a few years and dropping this one. So, What about that one that you released in high school? Oh, yeah. That one, uh, I was 18. I was part of a group called Young Ones. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many of those CDs did you put out? Um, we ended up copying our own, did 500 copies, and then we ended up uh, yes. selling them for five bucks a pop. So. Just How one? long did that take, man? Uh, like maybe a week and a half. Oh, that's yeah, it? it? didn't take it all that long at all. We went to the mall, started just dropping them, being in the parking lot with the trunk open. Like, Yo, well, I mean, making yeah, them. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Oh, making them? It took like maybe three or four days. Oh, that's just good. like Yeah, because we didn't get the, like, the pictures or anything. We just... Sharpied them out, mobbed yeah. them, young ones. Uh, I think the album was called Live Young, Die Rich. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Now you're like, live long, die broke. Yeah, no, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Shout out to the stimulus. No, I'm just I think. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, so, shit. <laughs> well, so that's one thing about you is, is I, 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 I've noticed 
over the years, you know, being with Sarah and, and knowing you, <coughs> that uh, you do work hard, man. And I appreciate that. Man. You, Thank I mean, you. for a few years there, I remember seeing you were just like every damn weekend at least if not more you were hitting some scene somewhere yeah totally yeah yeah actually i want to say that was the same time bremer was doing his thing too i think collectively we had like what 120 some 130 some shows that we collectively did that year. yeah damn yeah like, we moved to yeah. on our thing definitely yeah. in the yeah. books for sure i have approximately 135 yeah see yeah. yep <laughs> wow that's yeah that's <laughs> making some marks that's what i yeah. said that's exactly what i said because that's uh i mean that's a lot of work yeah mm -hmm. Totally. Um, and that's not including anything else you're doing behind the scenes, making new music, making records, <coughs> making yeah. tracks, whatever. So Heck yeah, even working the nine to five, raising kids the whole nine. Yeah. Man. Right. Like, <laughs> so seriously. Working. How? Let me ask you that. How do you balance uh, living a dream, making money and kids, family? How, you know, how are you doing? Man, it's it, it's quite a, a difficult, but you know, a peaceful road. It really is, you know, to, to, to actually have my ducks in a row with, you know, the situations going on with, you know, my, my baby's mom and everything like that. Like it's, yeah, it's actually been really cool. Um, you know, I, I to balance it, it, it's just, you know, get my job done, come home, get my music done, call the boys, see if we got something we're gonna work on or whatever. Yeah. You know, times that I have my kids, it's about them and only them and that's what I do. Um, you know, uh, when I was in the Navy, I kind of had to do the same thing when I was on the boat. So I think that really kept me in line to like, you know, make sure I know what I'm doing. I have a list of priorities for my day. I keep myself real structured. I try to, you know, maintain that like daily goal as much as I often, you know, as much as I possibly can. So definitely, yeah, it's, 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 a, yeah, like I said, a difficult yet peaceful road. That's know? good. <laughs> peaceful is really, good, really. man. Uh, instead of stressful. Now, I, you know, and you bounce in and out of dispos sometimes too, dispensaries, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. And so uh, I mean, you're definitely in the cannabis culture as it is. We're sitting here smoking blunts. We got. Oh yeah, you know rigs. <laughs> We've been so, smoking sir. since fucking. He's been smoking longer. I think. Well, not longer than Were I. Were you have. smoking Maybe way back in in high school? Um, well, nah, not really. Okay, so uh, the first time that I ever uh, got high was with Ali and Murphy Lee of the Saint Lunatics. Oh shit! Yeah, and Eugene when I ended up opening nice. for them when I was 14. Yeah. Like, so Nelly came through to, uh, Eugene or sorry Seattle Eugene and then uh, Medford. Okay. We had to do all those shows with him. And I was running with a little crew when I was doing my R&B rapping, singing kind of thing and, and whatnot, but uh, doing some like background dancing and stuff. So yeah, just a little young me doing my thing. But um, yeah, I got to uh, try and meet Nelly. He kind of disrespected me a little bit or whatnot, but um, yeah, I ended up uh, sitting in between Murphy Lee and Ali. They you know showed me my first blunt. I smoked, I got ripped and my mom found out. Yeah, she was there. Oh, <laughs> the first time you got the high. The first time I got high, yeah. So like by the time that the night ended, she was looking at me. I'm sitting here red-eyed, super small, can't even open my eyes. Yeah, it was pretty Aww. bad. She's like, are you high? I'm like, are you high? <laughs> rest in peace, mom. So you had yeah, no, paranoia, peace, no paranoia? No paranoia? Nah, nah, I got the giggles. Like, I yeah, I wanna, I didn't really get the munchies either, but it was just, yeah, everything was super happy, funny. Like, I had so a you're really hooked, time. you were hooked at that point? Not even. Like, I didn't uh, even touch the stuff for another, like, five years. Yeah, until I moved out of my mom's house. <laughs> right, okay, yeah. So I, were, I you were smoking yeah. before him? I, I, I was smoking when I was 18. Yeah. And so five years later would be you were about nineteen. Yeah, I was, so we yeah, were about, about the 18, same. 19. It was about the same time, but I was eighteen. He was, uh, yeah, he. Yeah, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. 
kind of like once I moved out of my mom's crib, I was I got my own studio apartment like when I was like 18. Oh, that's good. That's good. Oh, yeah. So she was like, get the hell out. I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Peace. Yeah. <laughs> I just got to say before we get out of that high school mode, that's some mm. bullshit that you got. He got shit for dancing. Because oh, some of the man. coolest guys that we had in high school, I mean, there was three sets of cool guys. There was the jocks. Mm hmm. Then you had the stoners, like the guys that had the best weed. Yep. Oh yeah. So you mm -hmm. had the, Absolutely. the main jock, that's, you had the main stoner with the best weed. Uh -huh. And then and then you had these dance guys, at least in my school in, in South. And it was like three or four guys. They had their own dance crew. They were dancing in the halls. Doing they were the dancing thing. fucking. Oh, uh, they had the and that was the time when the MC hammer pants were out, the big oh, old yeah. fluffy ice, things. Ice, baby. Getting them. Oh yeah, with the jackets, with <laughs> the big ass, like the shoulder, shoulder pads, pads. <laughs> came all like yeah. in like this. See, and it was shit. okay in that time. Yeah, no, yeah, in our time when we were in high school, it wasn't okay. You were in my school. It was cool to become a male cheerleader in my high school, the high school I went to. Oh, like, that was the thing to do. Color nice. guard. That's yeah. how we were in band together. Yeah, That's actually. That, yeah, he was there for in band all the time, so he was always around hanging yeah. out. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, not, hey, not a lot of people know that too. So this is yeah, this is new information. Oh, you Ooh, heard it here first. Yeah. Sorry, right. dirty little secret. Oh, no, it's all good. I knew we were gonna get this. <laughs> like, this is what I, I figured <laughs> this was happening. It's all gravy. My uh, bad. My bad. No, yeah, actually, I, I think up, uh, I joined color guard when I was in like sixth grade, like, and I started doing that. And then by the time I got to high school, I did that, and then got to help out with the pit and stuff. So yeah, I got music theory and a whole bunch of other stuff behind the whole nine of actually like just waving a flag around. So like, don't, yeah, don't I really appreciate the dirty, time that I spent uh, in that. Kristen's got the pictures still. Oh yeah, I got some pictures too though. <laughs> yeah. Of the color guard. Oh yeah, yeah, cool, swinging around man. wearing makeup the whole night. Yeah, that's what I'm oh, saying. Yeah. Is My freshman year I had mascara and like eyeliner it and was stuff so, on. It was that crazy. That was those fucking, uh, those, that was those, um, <laughs> they were the ladies that were doing the, Yeah. they were bitch. Now, <laughs> I we it was funny because Kristen and Kristen and I got very heated over this because the fact that they made him do this and we're like what what the fuck why are you making him dress like the women and oh, that's not cool that's not cool at all and so he like he was saying they made him put on like I think you had sparkles on uh, yeah God, I did damn. glitter you on had the side of my face on? like down glitter. next to my eye they down to my cheek you, bro. Oh yeah, was, no, like they, bejeweled, they even bejeweled my um like all, all my clothes and stuff too. What? Like the ends the of my world? stuff would be all frillied out and no stuff. Like way. I was wearing like bell bottom pants and oh, stuff. They were the same outfits as oh, the yeah. Why didn't they just let you like, wear I wore the want. same thing except I didn't have like the V-neck booby yeah, cut. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> 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 at least I got a collar, you know what oh I mean? So I just think you know, yeah. I was a dude. Yeah. No, but you gotta understand, like I was in I was in an environment where like I was one of like three black dudes that like in between like seven grades like you know what i mean like the the, the next closest black dude in my class was like or the, that was close to my class was like four or five years behind me and then another dude was like three or four years ahead of me so like i never really like grew up around you know the same color or whatever so i was different and then uh you know being in color garden everything i was different on top of that so yeah i got a couple of little things but well, damn, yeah. living in a place with a city <laughs> called White City. I mean, that's mm -hmm. a bitch. I mean, you know, that's got to be hard, oh, yeah. especially when you're trying to do your own thing. Oh, yeah. What, whatever that Hill. is, you know. Yeah. And I, yeah, and I lived yeah. in Gold Hill. Like, actually, the, um, the, oh, the middle man, school that, that I went to. White City. Where the fuck are you talking? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. But even, oh. even White City, though. I mean, they yeah. even had, you know, Near signage up city. in the it's 90s. The same, like, it's in the 90s that said you couldn't be colored and be here past sundown. Like, that's some crazy shit. Yeah. Even Gold Hill was like that. But yeah, the middle school that I went to out there, Hamby. Ended up, uh, there's a hill right behind it where my great-great-grandfather, he was a red, uh, red Dragon KKK leader. And that's where the lynching grounds were and shit. Oh, yeah. So, I, like, literally, like, my blood runs thick in this place. Wow, like, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But 
that's where I come from. That's who I am. Like I'm proud to be, you know. From, you know, yeah. I I'm gotta proud, say, you know, proud to be Southern Oregon. I, I did oh, not shit. notice that you were one of the few because I, I guess I didn't see colors like that at all when oh, I was yeah. a kid, I, when I was growing up. So I never noticed that he was because he, he was yeah. one of my best friends growing up for oh for sure for fucking ever. So it's like, you know, <laughs> my family is already all just colored. They're well splotch and, of colors, <laughs> you know. And not to take away from this at all, but you know, yeah, I, yeah. I went to junior high in Chilliquin, Oregon, which is, uh, <laughs> dude, I was one of five white people in my class. Oh yeah, no doubt. Because yeah, they're all Indians. Out there is crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. Crazy and I'll tell switched. you, yeah, I'll tell you, that's it. Like I had full experience of how shit it is to be a, a real minority, at yeah. least in that bubble. Well, yeah, totally. Uh, leaving there was completely different, but mm. but for a moment, for a couple of years, I was like, I learned to fight and run in the same fucking day. Mm. There was no either doubt. Two, there was either too many, <laughs> yeah. and you ran, or yeah. there was one, and, and you, you stood ground. Up. Yeah, exactly. But yep. but it all happened real quick, and you either survived it or you didn't. So I do, I feel that. Uh, no but doubt. moving on, like you said, I think it was our generation. I think that kind of got away, started to get away from that stuff. Oh yeah, no Where you doubt. just don't see color. And then the young kids, kids today, shit, if you go to a school and there's not more mixed kids than- Oh man, than, than, <laughs> they're than, everywhere. Than pure black or pure white or something, you know? Yeah, <laughs> but it, it was, it was, it's crazy too, because even in our generation, like it was more of the parents, like in the grandparents that were like, fuck this and that, that. like- My grandfather you know was I mean? very you racist. definitely had that, that influence behind you like all Is. the time, that little voice. Nowadays, hey, you do, you see that diversity <laughs> where, hey, you know, you, you can't stop who you love, you can't stop what you do with who you do with, so- yeah, once you know you start seeing that you know diversity, it's 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 nice. Like you know, I came home from the military back in what 2012, and okay. still didn't really see too much like progression. And in the last like three years alone, I've seen like you know people starting to really like kind of ease up, and it's nice to see though. It really is like absolutely. Now, yeah, Bremer, yeah. I just want to ask you: Did you where did you grow up? You um, said in Chicago. Yeah, I grew it? up in North Shore, Chicago, uh, in a place called Skokie, Illinois, and that was pr very predominantly. Um, like Orthodox, very Caucasian really? sort of Jewish culture. I grew up in actually a very Jewish family, had a bar mitzvah, had all oh, that. Wow. Yeah, I know. Yes. Right? So um, like firsthand when I was younger, like I kind of got to experience like what it was like for like people to question and judge like why is an African-American man, you know, young kid doing in this neighborhood that clearly someone from this certain stereotype can't afford which is completely not true in today's times. And so I've had to like explain to people like, hey, you know, I was adopted, you know, I was raised from this and that. And I even gotten told like I wasn't really African-American, you know, because I was educated because I didn't fit that stereotype oh of yeah, yeah. like sagging my pants and busting a gun at eight years yeah, old. Yeah. Like, it was so, guerrilla warfare in Sudan, you know, like, so I didn't, because I didn't fit <laughs> that real. stereotype, that's why people thought I was like half white. And people still to this day think I'm half white because I grew from the stereotype and wanted to represent African-American culture in a more educational and a more conscious way. Nice. And so mm -hmm. because of the stigma of, of, of that happening over time and this and that, um, people don't believe that as to be a real thing that an African-American man uh, of, of this generation of millennials where this is most ignorant can be. Right. And so mm -hmm. um, to this day, I still... Uh, I still like to this, you know, sp like spread my word on this to the to the fullest. It's like you know we need to be represented more as like an educated culture because we mm -hmm. are educated. We have things to offer, you know, and it's just like we cannot be categorized by this or that or the press or the internet or like that. We just got to keep fighting it. And I know I'll have a lot of blowback, but it's very worth it once the message gets spread. 
Sure. And do yeah, you reflect definitely. that in your music? I yeah. Mean, is I that yeah. Lyri- oh, yeah. lyrically totally. speaking? You uh, <laughs> lyrically speaking? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shoot. Absolutely. Yeah, I am not though. a lyricist. I am not a <clears throat> writer. I hey, to be perfectly <laughs> honest, the first the first time that I ever actually like made a beat was on a PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, nice. MTV Music Generator on the PlayStation One. Like, Probably hard shit. as fuck. Too. It was stupid, retarded hard. Yeah. Oh my god! I was like, <laughs> um, you had to be a full engineer what? to get it done. <laughs> yeah, and shit. But, but the way that they they do it now and some of the programs that is available yeah. like on websites and stuff, it's the exact same thing. I'm like, oh my god, I was doing this like 20 years ago. <laughs> Well, and that's the thing, you know, yeah, I find I don't know about and this is a good question, like on the music side of things when you're making your music. I mean, it's it's not like you have to be just an artist. You then have to be an audio technician or engineer. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. You you have like seven, eight, nine, whatever different roles you're playing besides just an artist. Yeah. Uh, Same with me. You know, I'm like, I just want a podcast, but I find myself uh, like working on a website doing email lists and shit and it's yeah, like yeah. raising a two-year-old <laughs> right yeah but you it's like mix the kids into that yeah. but uh yeah it's just weird the roles you play um did you do you find it hard or do you just go at it and learn what you need to learn and you know or it, do you hand off do you have like you got a partner now yeah and like so, yeah, to be perfectly honest like I, I wanted to touch back a little bit um like i feel like me and this guy right here like cut from the same cloth like you know what i mean being as to where, like, my mom, you know, raised me, like, yo, these people look at you a little differently out here. You need to show, like, not necessarily, like, you know, Jim Crow type stuff, but, like, yo, right. like, you know, show that you have a little sense behind you. You got a, you know, good head on your shoulder or whatnot. So, like, yeah, I, I feel as though, you know, uh, trying to make all that work, yeah, it's it's definitely, it's not not easy, but it's not hard. I, I think, you know, having, having Bremen, you know, here next to me and doing doing the things that we're doing now, actually gives me a little bit more freedom as an artist to actually like right. kind of open up explore new avenues he gives me inspiration on levels that i haven't even got to see before because that's not how my process works so yeah like and, and even on my own too like you know i'm always trying to elevate and and get the next step going so it's a uh, yeah it's it's definitely yeah not easy but it's not hard either <laughs> for sure when did you guys start hanging out was that 2018 for Afro Man? So no, not even. It was 2000. I want to say it was uh, maybe. No, it was, was 2017. It, was it 2017? I want to say it's 2017. Um, uh, I ended up doing, or he ended up doing a showcase at the Phoenix Clubhouse. It was the first ever one. It was like the Southern Oregon Hip Hop Compilation. That's right. And then that was in like, uh, I want to say February time frame of <laughs> 2017. And then we ended up, uh, I saw him at that and then ended up inviting him to the one that I was doing on um, St. Patrick's Day the next month. So he ended up coming to that, and that's when we ended up linking up, saying some words or whatnot, and really didn't say anything until we both ended up on the same bill for the Afro Man show, like yeah. the, the following <laughs> spring. So we were like, "Oh, all right, what's up?" Yeah, and just really started kicking it. It was instantaneous. Yeah, like, seriously. Yeah, the, the the connection was real. So yeah, yeah. we we just been making music and kicking it ever since. So I imagine <laughs> I real. imagine doing what you're doing. Uh, you meet a lot of people. You meet mm. a lot of cool people. A lot of people that you wouldn't normally get to meet, probably. No, not at all. Like, I mean, half of the people, and not even celebrities, I'm just talking about, you know, just special ass, like, random people that just come to a show because they didn't have anything else to do and that, you know, that one song changed their life type stuff. I've had those moments before. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's definitely cool, but... um, yeah, like I even to meet Bremer, you know what I mean, or, and a lot of some, uh, Southern Oregon artists. Yeah, like some of these guys are amazing, and it's like undiscovered gems are right. down here, you know, and mm-hmm. 
and for me i i definitely yeah i i want to show that love and i want to continue to have you know that camaraderie with everybody you know so do you think being in southern oregon makes it tougher to break out i mean regionally speaking it seems like speaking yeah yeah it seems like you're just because like i have a i have a a in-law in the family that jeff that um it has always tried to be an actor and he's done some decent movies. He did Kindergarten Cop, and oh, nice. he did yeah. a couple other decent ones. But because he's Bruce always Campbell lived, stuff. yeah, but, yeah. But <laughs> oh, be, that's really cool. That's, actually, that's that really one. cool. But because he's always lived that's here, awesome. he's not probably had some of the opportunities or the exposure or, or the exposure. Yeah, totally. And so it's been real, real tough. Heck yeah, I, and I've known that <laughs> since I was a child. Like yeah. I was doing. Okay, so <laughs> so when Sarah's talking about when I'm dancing and stuff, when I was back in the day, like. I was going to talent shows in like Ben and Salem, Portland, dancing as Michael Jackson and winning like $1,000, $1,200 pots from talent shows, like nice. doing my thing. And, and you know, I just, it was <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things where like, oh, man. you know, uh, even as a kid, I saw that the demographic out here, especially in Southern Oregon, wasn't necessarily the one that's going to give you a platform for what I was trying to do and what I continue to try and do. So, you know, with with the way that the you know the generations have turned, you know, technology has been absolutely crazy in the last few years. Like to be able to have platforms to just send it everywhere. I mean, the internet is everywhere. Everybody is everywhere. So like nowadays, that's kind of the consensus. It's like, what can I do to get myself more exposure on a you know on a wireless kind of uh, platform? And you know, it's it's definitely you you want to have that that backing, you know, from, from your hometown and everything too. So, you know, to try and have that balance to where like how much energy and effort am I going to put into, you know, keep continuing to build my fan base where I'm at to continuing to build fan base everywhere else too, to where I can potentially, you know, leave and, you know, go on tour somewhere and get something started. But yeah, you definitely have that thin line between the two though, you know? So as far as, as far as that, yeah. What's what's your opinion now? I, I hope this isn't switching too far away, but what's your opinion on releasing during the COVID, man? You know, like, is that fact, tough it, or is it, that good? I think it's one of the best things. Okay, and I'm oh my god. Okay, so don't take me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I, as far as like on a marketing and 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 even the algorithm type of thing, this is one of the best times to put out tracks right. and get t- some type of exposure. You have enough space and yeah. enough time to shoot videos and get that type of marketing behind gotcha. you as well. So, yeah, but nah, this COVID crap sucks. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I just it, and it also seems like man, people are just holding on to their money. Yeah, exactly. You know? And that's yeah. tough for anybody, Absolutely. anybody trying to trying to have a service or or a product, anything. Yeah, uh, for sure. And that's and and, and for me, like, but it, I will tell you this, not to interrupt, but oh, I gotta no, no, say, you know how important music is to people. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, how emotionally attached they are. So, you know, I That's think one yeah. of our so one I, of our following bonds is is because of music. We were right, yeah, right. totally into music. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. you know, there's that. <laughs> yeah. uh, where people would want to spend money. So And this is one of the projects where like actually like me coming and rebranding myself, I'm not really trying to charge or nothing like that. So this album's completely free. It's gonna oh, be wow. downloadable and the whole nine Shit. off of every platform. So Damn. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm not trying to go Hell hard in the yeah. paint. Not until the next album comes out. You know what I mean? Like it's it's gonna be a That's little a bit different. That's a lot of hustle, man. Yeah, totally. Well, we um with the the project that uh Bremer and myself got going on after our solo projects drop. So I've got mine, the head in the clouds, that's gonna drop on April 30th. May 1st, Bremer's dropping his Ecstasy Arcade. 
And that's Hell gonna be yeah. his own solo project. We got another dude in the Ocean World squad. Uh, so J-Mac. you said May first. Yes, yeah, so, like yeah, May first. So, yeah, May first so in a few days. days. So oh well, shit. Friday. I, I, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I apologize. Yeah. I didn't know we're doing two releases. Right, so, yeah. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> nah. Well, shit. I would I would have handled a lot different, man. Oh, it's uh, all good. It's yeah. All good. So right. we got. We're just two. doing the first half with Tyrone. We're doing the second half. There, with yeah, there, there you go. go. Yeah, there we go. I settled. Two birds, one stone. It's really okay. But yeah, no. Um. So yeah, that it, like big shout outs for that album too. Like Absolutely. That, that's gonna be rocking. Like actually, I get a producer credit on one of the songs on that too. So I'm really stoked. I'm like, is that what you guys had released that uh, on your live or what was that? Not live. It was your storyline. Uh, no, actually, that's gonna be straight from the album. So that's just a feature on the, um, oh, okay. the outro for the album that I okay. uh, the head and the clowns on my side. So. Yeah, I think nice. So you I got think we got a lot going on, man. We got we got a lot going on. Trust me. Yeah, and then like I said, we got another partner, um, uh, J Mac. He's uh, releasing some things here. What like the end of May, and I forget what the title of his album. Uh, Sin is and Bones. Sin and Bones. That's right. So yeah, we got a lot of things coming. Um, yeah. yeah, and then the Matador. So once I, all those three come out, then we're doing a conjoint project called the Matador. Matador is going to consist of ten tracks. And it's all kind of um, more live instrument, very, um, very eclectic. Yeah. yeah. And like all produced by him, too. And all produced by him. So like every something really different. Every, every lyrically us oh, and yeah. beat wise nice. and production, all him. Wow. Yeah. So Everything yeah, just all organic. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that kind of leads me to this. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there going, well, I haven't heard nothing yet. So, oh, yeah, let's intro this in. Yeah, let's do some things. Yes. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to talk about this? You want to just listen right into it? Yeah. Um, well, we're gonna get right into the intro. intro um, yeah. yeah. Intro. Really. Actually, uh, there is a funny story behind it. Okay. To be perfectly honest. Um, the uh, the track and like the, the verse and everything actually came from a verse that I did back in like 2007, um, and I never released it. And the the track was called um, King of So O. Um, the beat that I had actually made for this track that you're gonna hear now. Um, ended up um, getting called uh, something on the line of like royalty or something like that. And then I ended up hearing, going through some samples of stuff that I'd recorded back in 2007, heard that, and I was like, oh no, it's a rap. So yeah, you, the, the scratching that you'll hear and everything is actually a, a, a true verse or the true voice from uh, 2007. So, hey, that's yeah. cool. Because So, that's so a there's cool some like history behind there. it and stuff too, yeah. All right, <laughs> here it is. Tyrone Player, yes, King of Soho. Ladies and gentlemen, Tyrone Play. Quiet down, y'all motherfuckers need to pay attention. Listen up closely, my lyrics are lethal weapons, so hail to the king of so-o. Homie, it's time to let it go, I'm on another level and I'm ready to blow. Y'all niggas weak, this is something y'all about to regret. I've been awake, give y'all time and y'all ain't done shit yet. I keep it moving like a roller coaster, keep my hands up on the toes to try to fuck with me. King, I thought I told you. So don't come sideways, you dig. See, I ain't scared to die, but I ain't ready to live. It's upsetting how y'all niggas try to step in. Knowing damn good and well, y'all niggas can't fit in. But it's too late, cause I'm spitting this hardcore. See, the niggas talking crazy, but I'm ready for war. And so, they think they hard, but I am hard to kid. My lyrics go through the bodies like bullets go through cartilage. Yeah, and I'm the king of the king.
Damn, that yes, is sir. so good. <laughs> I swear it's one of my favorite tracks. That is. Dude, that, that'll yeah, be my favorite that. one. Dude. That is Hell so yeah, catchy. Man. I, I do like that. Like, I feel like it has that vibe where, you know what I mean? It's just a nice introduction. Like, yo, this is me. This is the type of vibe. But then, I don't know, like, the more you get involved with the album, you're, you're going to see, like, how it kind of... It, it, I'm trying to escape that whole persona and ego of Josiah, to be perfectly honest. Like, it, it's, it, it's definitely... It, it was a struggle to try and be a little bit more vulnerable. So with this, I did want to be that way. So a lot of honesty and things are coming out. So yeah, and just the the mode and the beats and, and the way that it all flowed. Like, yeah, the intro was like that. That in particular song, I was like, yeah, that, that's the first thing you got to hear. You know what I mean? <laughs> now this might sound a little old school, but yeah, I love rap that you can, this is going to sound funny. Understand. But no. you can sit back and smoke a fat ass blunt too. Yes, indeed. Yes. <laughs> I do have a question. That. Oh, I just did. I wanted to sit back when I was playing that and just be like, yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Where do I recognize the YGB at the end? Oh, that is, um, that's my mama. That's right. Yeah. So the YGB, uh, whenever uh, you hear that in the track, that is my mom. Uh, rest in peace. She passed away in 2012. Um, but yeah, actually, um, I ended up recording her. When I was like 21, uh, she got me for my 21st birthday a recording set. Uh, so like the whole thing from my whole laptop set up, interface, microphone, pop guard, monitors, the whole thing. Oh, nice, night. nice. Um, and I, she ended up calling me while I was recording one day. And I was like, hey, mom, you got to say something for me and stuff. So it's all over the phone. And she was just like, I was like, anything, you can say anything you want. You just got to say YGB. And she was like, okay, cool. And I'm like, all right, recording. And she's like, YGB, motherfuckers, you better recognize. And yeah. I started to like cracking up. And I was like, no, 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 mom, you know what? Screw it. That's cool. We'll do it. And so, yeah, I ended up cutting that uh, motherfuckers better recognize. I wish sometimes that I would for certain songs have kept that shit. But yeah, I got right. the YGB. So that's that's enough. So, you know, mom's on every track with me. That's like, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's a lot to be said about audio. Um, it's, it's really, it can be really... Uh, like with music it's emotional and and that can come from a word it doesn't have to be music but like oh yeah just totally. your mom saying that it's just amazing what you can get on audio it's really cool Heck yeah. that's what's always fascinated me yeah it's and with audio connection you have you know yeah and with audio it's like it's not it's like a book where you can listen to it and you can have all kinds of imagination going on oh yeah yeah not, not just, the same person's gonna see the same song right like, right yeah. so great stuff man Appreciate it, man. Thank you. When did you hit this, the Southern Oregon scene here? Because uh, you say you're from Chicago. Yeah, right. when did you move here? Yeah. Wait, how the hell did you get <laughs> How did you land here? fucking it is, Oregon? It is, it is a journey, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> I landed I landed here uh, from outer space in about 2009. <laughs> I went to high school at Ashland <laughs> High School, graduated high school I in 2011. Um, I did the talent show. I wanted to meet new people, so I joined the football team, and then I did the talent show just to like get myself out there. And I like created a song like the night before. And so I made it on this uh, program called mixed craft. And I just like wrote it the same night, did it the same day. Like the auditions were the same day as the talent show. And so it was like a now or never sort of thing. So I just kind of went in there and dove in and it was cool. It was a cool little like splash to get going. But uh, like the real hip hop scene, I didn't really hit this until like, 2012-ish, like I, I was starting to do shows with this clique called the Red Ants, and we, uh, my first like real big show, I opened for Ying Yang Twins, and it was just really, what? really yeah, it was cool. It was at this uh, Medford yeah. venue called the Venue, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it was called the Venue. 
I laugh and like that because my parents went to that show. Really? <laughs> For real? Yeah. I was serious? in the Navy when I went down. No yeah. way. Yeah, I was at that show doing the That's thing. That's funny. I didn't know you did that one. Yeah, That's no. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did like a, uh, I did one of my own songs in a Wiz Khalifa remix. One of the, uh, the one with Rick Ross, I think. Uh, I stay high. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, it was a super throwback track by Wiz, but yeah, no, I'd remix that. But yeah, no, I started like just doing, get my feet wet like when I was... Here young, I traveled back from here to LA and here back to LA. But I just, I found out that I had like, you know, I had to do something here like before I like ventured offward, you know, like I felt like I had to like, like, you know, band together with like other really awesome artists like Tyrone to like really like put Southern Oregon on the map in like a real authentic way. And I just mm. felt like I had a really significant purpose. And so like, I like when I, the final time I came back, I like really drilled in with Tyrone and YGB and Ocean World. And like, we just kind of started putting in a lot of work, you know, cause a lot of us feel like now, you know, we have the potential to really put Southern Oregon who has its own unique sound. Cause there's so many of us out here that are doing such great work. Uh, on the map and like be really like nationalized like whether you're an artist whether you're a dj whether you're like someone who does a podcast like yourself like any sort of southern oregon like funk if you will yeah like just get it on the map because <laughs> like every state's got that you know but like uh, like uh, portland's got that even but like southern oregon like we just need that and once we get the day we get that is the day we'll soar and shine it's all about your stuff but are you incorporating that? Oh man, so like well. see, so my biggest thing with with even when I came back from the military and really tried to like connect with everybody that I knew used to do music or still did or whatnot, like me, the camaraderie that you have with with everybody in the region, if that one person makes it, like let's say you know case in point or whatnot, like Bremer happens to get on a show or whatnot, gets discovered or whatnot, that means we all did. Like, you know what I mean? Like, cause yeah. we're all going to get looked at. We're all going to have that opportunity where people are like, oh, wow. Well, if you got a Bremer, there's probably another one right in there too. Like, you know what I mean? If not, like with the way that we have our camaraderie with Ocean World YGB and everything, like we've got like what, six, seven dudes between promote, uh, sorry, uh, producers, uh, what engineers, engineers, we got uh, videographers and then artists, rappers, singers, like. I mean, you definitely have that that team. So once one of us gets found, we are all found because we're all going together. Right. Like that's what it needs to be, and that's what I've always tried to achieve. Like, and it's definitely been hard. I mean, you know, it, it's a genre where you got ego. Like, you got a mass ego. And and for me, like, I get it, but you know, I'm a nice guy, so <laughs> do you, I definitely do you, I, I want to see somebody else soar too. You know what I mean? Like, I'm definitely not in it for myself. Do you think that there is a different Tyrone on stage or is it pretty much you up there? I'm not saying that you're not being real, but I mean, yeah, some yeah. people have some just a different presence on stage. Yeah, There's a confidence that you have to have yeah. on stage. There's something that comes over you. Like when I, I don't know, like I always feel like uh, people always want to ask me if I get nervous and I'm like, nah, like it, it's not, it's an energy that you feel like it's something, you know, like almost like a buildup. And like, once I hit the stage, once I pass that last stair, wherever then I'm walking up, it's a wrap. Like, I just, I don't know. There's something that blankets over me. I, I know what I need to do. It's it, it's not not as much as a job that I treat it, but like the attention to detail is everything. And, and, and you just, it's a drug in itself. You know what I mean? Oh, like sure. that's, you know, so it definitely, yeah, you get that tunnel vision, you go. Like, I definitely have that that feel like, yeah, I'm never nervous when I get on stage, but I, I'm certainly- That's cool. I certainly do have that little bubble gut feel when I, you know, right when I'm walking up, that's the excitement. Like- Would you call you know, it a zone? 
Yeah, There's definitely. Some, I mean, something you, like you said, that last step and then you. Yeah. And then it's, yeah, it's just right. I don't know. It's that force field you walk through life. You boom. never uh, forgot a lyric. Oh, a hell line, yeah. Come on like, now. I'm going to keep uh, it 100. Uh, <laughs> I, I, okay. I, I've never really done it like that. I, I've never froze. But um, yeah, I've had mumble, times where mumble like, rapped. <laughs> oh yeah, where I like even forgot and like not froze, but like bounced. Yeah, and then boom, came right back in. I like, see. So it's well. I mean, I'm sure it gets uh, tough sometimes. If, if you're a good freestyler, I'm sure. You oh, know, forgetting a lyric or something is probably not this a big guy deal. maybe but yeah me freestyling <laughs> you know, man i get i get like four bars in and i'm like, <laughs> like i can't even do it i can't even do it that's but, okay man so you're the hey, freestyler oh yeah freestyler I'm, yeah i'm a good writer I'm though I, 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 you know, i like to say i got some bars you, you have you do have bars that's 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 a that's a proven fact well yes, you sir. are really singing well is that a confidence yeah. thing when it comes to freestyling or is it just is it a skill that you just have to master you know that one i, I feel like it's a little bit of both you know yeah. what i mean you have to have the confidence to really know what you're getting yourself into because once you jump in you better you better swim right you better yeah. swim or you getting sunk down right. <laughs> yeah. so i mean you know there, there's sometimes where you know i i may be in a region that you know people don't know me too well i might have a verse in the pocket that i've never released or something like that i might throw that out in the crowd or something like that but yeah you got to have that certain mentality you got to have that certain like know-how and and it's practice like even when i was in <laughs> it's funny i keep referencing the navy but when i was in the navy like i would uh i i was on uh shore duty working at a place where i, I had an upside and a, a main side so on main side is where i live and upside is where i worked so in between there is like shit, six seven miles so i got to just drive so every time i'd go i'd freestyle the whole way there and the whole way back and after a while that's how i started writing real good i was like oh, oh i see -na 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 -na. and then yeah if you don't practice you lose it you know and, and I just, I don't practice like that. <laughs> I, I, I'd rather just write. I can see, and, and you both chime in on this. I can see how you can come up with lyrics. You, you have a subject, you have an idea, whatever. But how do you come up with music? Is it like you just sitting there and you're like, well, you just tap in your knee and, you know, boy, that sounds good. Dang, this is really good. You mind? Uh, yeah, go all ahead. Right, all right, take go it. Ahead, go ahead. So for me, it can happen in any any way, shape, or form. But most of the time, it's like right before I go to bed. Like if I get into the sleepy sleep mode, you know what I'm talking about? Like, um, have you ever had those dreams where you're like, like right before you feel like you're going to fall away asleep, you fall down something and mm -hmm. you wake up? Mm -hmm. That's kind of what the, that realm that I'm in. And all of a sudden, I hear, and I'll wake up and just go off of that. Um, other times. So it's something you got to jump something. on, though. Oh yeah, if I don't, if I go to sleep, it's gone. Like right. I'll wake up the next morning and be like, doo, doo, you know, whatever, dude. I'm like, yep. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's one of those things where um yeah, if I jump on it and something's cool, cool is coming from it. But that could be like two, three o'clock yeah. in the morning. Like, yeah, that's just, what I'm saying. Oh, whoa. Yeah. yeah. Like, and then, fuck tonight. It used to happen when I was overseas a lot. Um, but yeah, lately it's been, you know what I'm saying, just being inspired around, you know what I mean, my children and, and the environment that I'm in and being around, you know, really good friends and people that are actually got my back emotionally as well as in the physical, you know, sense and stuff. So I definitely, yeah, it's it's a different way where you feel a little bit more of the music rather than just kind of think of it. And that's, yeah, that, that's kind of the mode that I'm on. I don't know about this guy, though. <laughs> yeah, what about you? Um, me, it's uh, it's on a, just, I, I base my music off of, like, what I kind of go through in life. So kind of like certain, you know, I don't, I'm not something that goes, someone who goes and looks for negativity. But if there's something that, like, happens in my life that I can uh, define with uh 
com- like the complexity of someone that can write a song from that, then I will draw from those things. Um, and then, so I pretty much draw from like life and like what we go through. And like, I base my emotions on that because well, how I write is very emotional mm-hmm. and I come, I carry, I carry a very emotional pen when I write. Cause I'm like, I'm, I'm, putting in like metaphor pretty much of like what's going on, my current situation and everything I write about is completely real. And so like, if you would ask me like, what does that mean? I can be like, well, this is what happened. And so like I base my, you know, like kind of like what Tyrone said, it kind of comes at like two and three in the morning because like you're mm-hmm. really at a point where you're <laughs> with yourself, whether you're like doing something casual, like watching Netflix or you're like laying in bed, like you're at your most rawest and primitive thoughts at around two and three in the morning. Like most I feel like it's state. most emotional yeah, state. Totally. I think that's part of the reason why they call it the witching hour, because that's when you're most mm. raw, you know, like you've yeah. seen, you've seen, um, what is it? Chronicles of Riddick. They've seen like, it's the most you know like that's your they say they unlock you know you lose some of your senses you unlock your primitive side and so when you're in the dark and you're in silence you can't hear anything you can't see anything you kind of unlock these thoughts of like Mm. super complex and deep that like you're stored away because you're afraid that you know you might get judged by a party that hasn't really reached that potential yet and so i write i write that you know like i i really hope people do get to that point where they can like unlock those things because they will unlock deeper within themselves but like that's really where i draw from it's like the purest form of yourself makes the purest form of music mm-hmm. and i really hope like any artist out there anybody who has any any given gift or talent that they unlock that at those hours that they allow themselves to lock at because they will create beautiful things and i know they will that's awesome man yeah. my god <laughs> that was, my that was god beautiful no but that, that's a, that's what makes it funny like between how we recreate with each other though too like i mean it, it's funny because like <laughs> even for the matador project it took us what like four days to actually complete like from production to lyricism to i mean we're we're on the recording stage now so you about yeah, four days about four days um and literally it's been one of those things where like we're we're trying to like gas each other up like so how fast can you write this by by the time i get done with this beat like what's up and sure as shit (laughs) he's kicking my ass i'm sitting there like damn but at the same time once i start hearing what he's talking about that gives me a little bit more incentive for like how these hats and congos and everything should sound like you know what i mean like i'm able to kind of I don't know, of course, the beat a little bit better, you know, and and kind of feel his emotion too, because it's solely on what I'm thinking and feeling at the time. Yeah. So I, yeah, like the, the way we work is really like we mesh well. Like we, yeah, it's true. Just kill shit. It's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's true. Matador, like, yeah. I'm guessing more of like the Spanish feel. Oh yeah. man, like, it's, yes, yeah, uh, like it's Spanish. Yeah. Like I said, a lot more Spanish. of the live instruments. So the like um, a lot of guitars. Yeah, the flamenco guitars. guitars. Yes. We got some uh, acoustic, electric. Mm-hmm. We're doing um, like congos, bongos, all different types of like percussion, woodwinds, and like brass and stuff. Like we, yeah, it's, the intro is freaking fire, and it's this, he like, killed cool, it with the production. It's, kingly, it's unbelievable. Kingly like type of yeah, it's weird. Like <laughs> man, it's yeah, it's gonna be a really great project. It like, sounds cool. Yeah, it's we're nice. already. Yeah, already excited about it. That's you got to come back. You got to release and, uh, these. Well, yeah, and you got to come back on when that comes out. Man. Oh yeah, oh, most yeah. definitely. Yeah, we'll give you the exclusive. That'd man. be great. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. It, I was gonna ask. Uh, I didn't want to get too far away from it, and that is, does cannabis? Oh yeah. I know you sing about it. I'm assuming you know you probably do a lot too. I've oh, heard yeah. bits and pieces of your music, just not a lot of it. Um, how does it influence? I mean, do you do you get high to write? Do you get high and come up with ideas and then write? Yes, you, I was waiting for these questions. Yeah, <laughs> I love these questions. Um, to be perfectly honest, I can. I feel as though I get a little bit more creative on a, on a um, like a contemporary level 
when I smoke. Like I can make beats better and I can compose a little bit better in my own mind. You know what I mean? Right. Like I, I feel like I can like zone out, hear things that I don't normally hear type stuff. Um, to be perfectly honest though, like to write, I like to be sober. Like okay. I don't like to smoke when I write because it gets me a little, uh, not necessarily clouded or anything, but it gets me to the point where I'll like, I'll be like eight bars in, really, really hot, get me getting it. And then all of a sudden I can't think of anything. Right. <laughs> so, like, oh. yeah. So I get stuck for like maybe a half hour, 45 minutes. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go get some snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come back to it. <laughs> Next. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, as far as like, yeah, incorporating with the music and everything though too. Like, yeah, like I definitely want to. Do you get, get high at more. shows? Do you get high oh, before you go Lord, up there? Yes. Oh, oh yes. yeah, that every is, time. Yeah. Like that is a, that that's is essential. Absolute, yes. Like if there's a green room that lets us smoke, we're in the back doing it. Like, mm -hmm. um, it's I, funny. I don't know. For me, I can't drink. Like most folks are like, oh, have a shot, loosen up. Nah, 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 nah. Like I do it every once in a while, but like when it's stage time, it's time to actually get on the stage and perform and stuff. Nah, not at all. He doesn't. Like, nice. I will, yeah, like I will, you can be I'll, as fuck. I will smoke my ass off. Yeah. I will. <laughs> well, just because, you know, on one well, one end, yeah, it, it's, it's nice and relaxing. Gets me, mm -hmm. you know, zoned out to where I need to be. Let's have some fun or whatnot. But at the same time, I got a bad back. I got bad knees. Like, hey, I'm <laughs> jumping around. I'm doing a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I'm taking three or four dabs and smoking a couple blunts to the face before I walk up. Yeah, like, yeah totally. <laughs> <laughs> I got to. <laughs> I'm getting old. What about you, Bremer? You uh, you smoke and, and write? Smoke, um, and make, smoke and produce? Yeah, no, I like, uh, I'll put on the beat in the morning and I'll kind of use it as like kind of a wake and bake point and I'll do like a sativa of some sort. And um, I'll kind of like use like the wake and bake to like settle me into like something. So I'm like very half asleep. I ask him, he, he calls me and I'm just like, hey, what's up? You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm very, I'm very half asleep and I wake up. So like when, you know, I hear something that especially that he produced, you know, and I put it on blast, you know, it kind of gets me back in the groove. And I kind of remember like, hey, you know, I wrote something to this. Like, let me get something real quick. And then mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, here, let me smoke something real quick. And then that'll <laughs> settle me in. And then it's like, you know, 730 in the morning but I don't even know and that's great because I'm already working on something yeah and but like when it comes to shows like I'm I'm the complete opposite like uh, <laughs> he's guy. very like very he's and it's it's good because he's very ace in the hole when it comes to him like I would I I pop two mushrooms and smoke two joints and then I'm up there <laughs> <laughs> I'm the exact opposite uh, like I'm just like just uh especially armory shows armory shows I celebrate because those are really big ones right um and so like I'll do I'll do uh quite a I think I think one of the first times we really hang out was when that first time. <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, but um, <laughs> no, 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 you can't just stop that one. I gotta intercept real quick. <laughs> um, this fool, the first time we were like really actually kicked it and met was at that the um St. Patrick's Day show. This fool was so high on some damn Mario <laughs> shrooms, he was sky like he looking at his phone for like three and a half hours and didn't even like move like me and yeah me and the crew we didn't know what to do <laughs> we were lost and, and and then he just pops up like everything was normal like hey guys what's up it let's get this and i was like <laughs> <laughs> i was like damn it didn't seem normal i'll tell you that it felt like 15 <laughs> minutes it felt like 15 minutes i went <laughs> i went through a space time continuum of some sort that I happens just, man like well, they were looking at me oh, all God. like whoa dude <laughs> So this this is a good thing though because we talk a lot about psychedelics and so you do use it. Yes. Oh yeah. Shows. Yes. Hashtag psychedelic well done. culture. It's great. I, I oh, love yeah. it. It's love amazing. It. It's an amazing thing. Now and we'll talk more about that. Yeah, now, we will. Uh, uh, <laughs> we'll touch on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah uh, totally. Do you use it when you sit down to write, or is it just for yes. events? Yes, I have. Yes. Um. I do. No, I don't <laughs> use it to write per se. Uh, I use it sort of like. 
I'll use it an hour before a show. I'll, okay. No matter what show I do, like it, because we've done like really, really awesome shows. Like a lot of great people have come out. And so, and I have a lot of nerves. And so like, it kind of like really calms the nerves. And so I eat like two of them. And so by the time I'm peaking, it's like I'm in my set and I'm in like my comfortability zone because I've warmed up for that you know you uh with, with with especially with mushrooms and psychedelics you have to like warm yourself up to the point or else you're not gonna be ready for it every time right and right, I've, right. i definitely yeah. not have been ready for it on purpose just so i can talk about it <laughs> <laughs> so, like no i usually do it just for events but writing it's just usually cannabis and like just a pure inspiration that like sure. i i draw from like people who have unique inspirations and this and then the third just a little cannabis goes like a long way and especially gets you loose for like the things that you love to do right right <laughs> right right now uh in this just short answer uh do you use psychedelics recreationally though aside from like you know just say it's a weekend or you're camping or whatever you just, yeah boom. yeah i microdose okay. i definitely yeah. microdose do you like the whole mushroom tea thing it's it's very nice especially if you do it at low increments definitely yeah. i definitely yeah. i do use what about you big dude uh, you know to be perfectly honest um i microdose mainly but there is one time where i do want to cross the goddamn threshold okay. i want to know <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. what the other side is like like i'm not even playing like i've been really curious like you don't have to hit it that hard the first time so nah. how much have you taken then at, have you at one time yeah how much um, have you guys both taken at a time um mushrooms probably like an eighth or so i okay. don't know like i went to apple jam and i think i did like maybe a quarter to myself and didn't feel nothing like it was just one of those duds but yeah, then, yeah, yeah, like I don't know, maybe some some tabs or something. Yeah. Man, shoot, man. <laughs> <laughs> like one or two, you know. <laughs> Got to get them those ones that, um, that the extracts that we took. Oh yeah, oh, well yeah. we had a chance to try. Have you ever tried uh, uh, mushroom extract? No, I haven't. Yeah, they're doing the same shit like they do with cannabis. They do that with mushrooms. No way. Uh, what? So like, and it's never a, heard of those. So, so yeah, mushroom a, dabs. It, right. <laughs> uh, we looked into that. Uh, you can't open it up and smoke it. Uh, you can. But it it's an unpleasant taste, and you br it, it breaks it down to where it's not psychedelic anymore when yeah. you combust it or vaporize it. So you just have to eat it. But uh, cool. uh, we're serious about this shit, dude. Oh yeah. Uh, so <laughs> trust me, I said I ain't playing. But it's around. a different high. It's it, it was different. It was it was um, we had golden teacher teacher no, white teachers white teacher. sorry oh, wow. it was white teacher concentrates Ooh, and so we beautiful. went and walked through uh, Lithia Park. Oh. And that was our first experience outdoors. Yeah, because we've always done it inside. It's always been dark, and it's always it's been high outdoors. doses. So, yeah. so, uh, but you don't use much to go up on stage. It sounds like you just get in the zone of it. No, nah, yeah, just just like a cap. No, not until like after maybe stage. A cap, like yeah, not till after. I don't, <laughs> I don't really like hone in on like the tripping until like after. I kind of just wanted to get me like because of the high tolerance. I kind of get me one. It kind of gets you, uh, kind of gets me as high as if I, if I smoke like seven blunts. Brody yeah so it's kind of like the equivalent of that and then i get off stage and then i'll take like a few more because i don't have any sort of like lyrical responsibilities yeah right yeah. so now yeah. the last time we saw you was at bone bone thugs in harmony right yes. yeah that's hey. the last time we saw you. Yeah, and he, I, then he talked to this guy. He's the one who got us on that one. That was great, man. <laughs> that was, I love that, that whole show. thing. That, that was, show was amazing. It was. Yeah. Start to finish. I cried. Like, are oh, you I kidding cried. me? I cried. Notorious Thugs came <laughs> <laughs> Notorious Thugs came on and the first thing I could think about it was my mama bouncing in the car and I just started bawling. But it was like happy tears. I had a happy memory. You know what I'm saying? Like it was yeah. 
man, and just to watch them, like, man, y'all look, oh my God, it's just y'all. Like, it was great. I loved it's, it. You know, he'd been saying, I loved it. He had been saying that his favorite artist of all time <laughs> group was Bone Thugs. Uh, yes, sir. So one of my oh, priorities yeah. was to like get us on this Bone Thugs show. Nice. And I I did everything in my power to do it. And the first thing I did was like five seconds after we got on the show, I was like, bro, guess what we're doing right now? Oh, and he's yeah. like, what? And I'm like, we oh, are man. on the Bone I, Thugs show. I and kept I'm it like, cool on the phone. But yeah, once I got off the phone, <laughs> I, was I was like, like hey, I was like, like mama, we made it. I was like, happy <laughs> fucking birthday, bro. We got the Bone Thugs. So Hell you do whatever yeah. you want. We got I'll, no, whatever. Oh, yeah. Whatever I did whatever I want. I bought some diamond encrusted yeah, shoes for that show. Like, come on. No, he like real styled out for this. It was awesome. Oh, my Lord. Outfit was awesome. paisley pinks and <laughs> so oh man it was so oh, fun it up. Yeah. oh my gosh dude we, I, I felt like a million we were just about so as stoked fun. at the dispensary when we got to sponsor the show so oh, we yeah. were like jumping like all of us were like ah! we were so excited and uh to be honest great. i grew up with grown but uh, grown grown thugs oh my lord <laughs> That is still grown I'm thugs. Totally like they're still singing. They're still singing. <laughs> yeah. still singing. Yeah. A grown is still a saint. Grown thugs. That's still a saint. Mother suckers, four twenty. <laughs> yes. <Shit. laughs> that was a good one. Thank I like you. It. I, I feel like a grown thug. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Priceless. Yes. Oh my god. With that said, that's like SNL. <laughs> you grew up with bone thugs. Oh man, you Thug. guys are embarrassing me. <laughs> grew up with the thugs. <laughs> yes. All right. Why don't you intro this next this next clip, man? When, um, what do we have? I think it's the three. Yeah, it was the three. Yeah, we're looking at the three. Holy crap! That one. Um, you know. A uh, little backstory. Um, I don't know. I just felt like every single one of these tracks just had to have some type of different personality to them. So, oh, uh, the five. The it's the five. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. So, um, see, it's still the same track and everything as far as like you know where I was wanting to go. It's it's you know I wanted the versatility so people could hear that mm -hmm. like there's a lot that's going to be coming yeah. here soon. Okay. Like, as far as like different avenues with Bremer, different avenues with J Mac, different avenues with Max and and, and Domain and some of the other guys that I'm working with like. Yeah, like I wanted to show that, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit all these different types of things. Like, I think the only thing I didn't do was like something for the ladies on this, man. What? But yeah, we got the Matador for that. Oh, <laughs> we got the Matador oh, for that. Oh, man. That's the yeah, baby that making Ooh. album. Oh, Be man. We got this one track called Ooh. Sophia. Ooh. That's all we're going to say. Man, Sophia. <laughs> yeah. Sophia. Oh, but yeah, so if, uh, yeah, this one's the five. Um, This one here, this is something I just wanted to, or uh, actually, are you sure it was the five? I think that's the one that had the little thing thing on it. Oh no, let's see that. That's the two. That's the two. Yeah. two? That's the two. That's a good one. Oh, Alright, right, so this one's the two. Um yeah, actually, I like this one a lot. But I'll let y'all hear it. We'll talk about it after. Overtime, but until that day I'm back to biz, back to basics. Had to bubble down, found a body round, saw the truth and had to 
face it Try being humble, not complacent The road of life ain't easy Shit, I may fall, but I'll never lose Knowing that my daughters need me I switch the settings up, making better moves Take a minute, let that settle in Smoke, I'm breathing for my medicine We'll never look at them as threats again Dread from a clock that is ready to win And I'm the one that's all starting with Look, got that life never faltered Nothing been chained at the altar Niggas think they go hard and go harder So old rap's godfather Lose my touch, nigga, never that Got what the rest of these rappers lack With everything I've been through hell and back Still carrying my time like a backpack Got that life never faltered Nothing been chained at the altar Niggas think they go hard, I go harder So old rap's godfather Lose my touch, nigga, never that Got what the rest of these rappers lack With everything I've been through hell and back Still carrying my time like a backpack Still carrying my time like a the two <laughs> i never I'll heard that part i'll tell you, you, you i can definitely say that i i when i've heard one song of yours i can't say that i've heard them all does that make sense like you are so unique on each song hey i appreciate that that's dope like, there's, I, yeah there's I've never too heard many that, people <laughs> well there's too many people out there that you've heard one song and then you've heard them all because yeah, they kind of just sure. all sound the same they might have a different beat but they all kind of just have the same guitar and the same damn the way it rises and the way it falls it's all the same yeah, but totally. uh, i like yours because unless i knew your voice i would say it's a different song no doubt, or a different a different person yeah different person yeah, yeah. that's sick girl appreciate so. that i mean i like that like like i said i wanted to have that diversity i wanted each track to have its own personality like so you can't put me in a certain little bracket right. or box like that's yeah i don't want I, yeah after seeing how this dude gets down and stuff too like there's no way i can put myself in a box like i can't so yeah like actually a lot of this album had to do with a lot of my my closest people like actually like kind of trying to pull me out of the retirement that i wanted to go into and stuff so like yeah that's what like you know that's why it is the rebrand and all that good stuff too because yeah it's it's a whole new feel it's a whole new me so yeah i, I really you know felt in tune with it and stuff but yeah. yeah the two actually was really cool to do like beat wise like one of the funnest ones that I've done in a while. Like, actually, I had the kids sitting right next to me. That's why a lot of influence with the lyrics, you know, came from them too. But um, it was like, yeah, I just I scooped them up every time. I was like, I would get that next part in there and like incorporate it and just be like, oh my god, I'm scooping them up, yeah, screaming, freaking out and stuff. And they're like, Dad, what are you doing? I'm like, don't worry about it, youngster. You gonna figure it out here soon enough when I release this stuff. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> But it was yeah, it, it, it's it, it's one of those tracks where you know what I mean. Like I, I've, it took me like oh man, I want to say like maybe 15, 16 times of like actually like trying to record it, listening to it, like messing with it or whatnot, without me like crying and stuff through every take that I was doing because like the way I'm talking and you know about my moms and stuff and the kids, like it just got it, it hit real hard. So yeah, this is probably like my favorite song on the entire album. Like that's yeah, that's my that's my gem. Do you, <laughs> do you ever get? A few layers deep with a song or even just the the beat and just scrap it just be like I, this sucks hell yeah and, and just <laughs> All the time. like a piece of paper just throw it in the trash file 13. It, you know i'll still save it and i'll still put it on you know and, and have it to the side or whatever because you know you, you might have bremer or even j mac yeah. or one of them come over and be like yo what do you got you polish know, that shit and I, and I hit it and they the, i mean they i could leave it alone and they're like yo this is one of the best slappers i've ever heard you make like I'm sitting there like this piece of crap. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I can't. Yeah, but it hits. Nah, like it, yeah. happens, it happens like that too. Like one of his, yeah, like really one of his has. singles that's about to drop. Like he's doing some real vulnerable, like dope stuff. Like 
dogs killing it. Um, I didn't like the beat. Like while I was making it, I hated it. We got garbage. We got to have Bremer send us some stuff then. So we oh can. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, can, yeah. Next I time, de- or, or I definitely send can. It. Yeah, send Absolutely. us some stuff. Like yeah. I said, had yeah. I actually known, I'm, I apologize. Had no, I known, no, I would okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I came good. in support of him. You know, okay. I, yeah. Yeah, we. You know what I'm saying? I just wanted to show the team. You know, make sure that we we heard. For real, for real though. He had mentioned I. I'm swerving all over like a damn drunk man. But. He had mentioned that he kind of grew up basically in a Jewish situation. I did. A crazy fucking Jewish situation. Yeah. Where you got, you know, yeah. people are mad at you because you're black and mad at you because yeah. you're Jewish. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're black Fuck. enough and you ain't yeah. Jewish enough. Fuck you all. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. No. Did, did a religion. Uh, Shout out Selena. Selena. <laughs> I got that. Yeah, yeah. Did religion play a role in your, your background? Mm, mm-hmm. My mom tried to push a lot of uh, Christ- oh shucks Christianity on me. I'm gonna break this thing after a minute. It's all good. I got insurance, but no, um, but yeah, my mom tried yeah. to, like and not really pushed or whatever. That's just what she was doing and what she believed in. Yeah. Um, to be perfectly honest, like as I grew and seeing kind of what like I don't know necessarily like what the religion aspect of it had to do with like what humanity was showing me, like kind of thing, like where I just didn't feel as though I was finding connection, especially being in the region that I was in too, like being in an all white church getting looked at like oh we're not judgmental but your ass is gonna sit in the back little nigglet like yeah no we ain't playing that right so to see that growing up and stuff though uh i don't know like kind of put me in a different perspective so while i was in the military i ended up like really kind of like doing some soul searching like even when i went to cairo and stuff like i kind of found my own path and found my own belief system and stuff and you know i'm really into like you know the belief the belief of energies and that the transfer uh, transference of energy is actually like you know kind of the big thing you know as far as creation and whatnot yeah we have a creator but i don't feel like there's a um god and a jesus and a moses and a, you know all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. you know what i mean we i feel as though we all have that that kind of built-in like cultural book uh, mm-hmm. we'll call it the bible let's say but these are stories that are made by man to keep man in their place i right. don't feel like they were like prophecies or like things that were come up that oh my gosh i have to write no you just want to make sure we all act good yeah yeah so you know what i mean as long as you have a good heart you know good heart soul and things like that i mean i do feel like that like your soul is your energy you know what i mean mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. like yeah you know would i necessarily pray no i manifest you know what i mean i create you know i, I create what i want for myself through you know thought mm-hmm. and, and consistency in that way you know what mm-hmm. i mean i mean if you want to call prayer you can yeah right so exactly. totally like you know mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's just you know different explanations for how i feel i just don't put a religion like specifically on it so we have also um that's what we've embraced too we've we've stopped actually years ago we were going to church mm-hmm. when we first got together and then it's just kind of we we tapered off we realized that that's just not where our heart was yeah for sure and, we're uh, taking too many mushrooms now <laughs> yeah opens you up man it's well, opened a lot <laughs> i mean i i say that loosely because it's not just that but uh i mean yeah you know when you you can do certain things in your life that that um open up some critical thinking skills oh yeah totally mm-hmm. yeah you yeah. know and i hate the word woke but i mean it's well, maybe it's just that, even a different you know? perception you know yeah, what i mean right. like just having a different mindset on it like yeah it, to be honest like i love that in, in the microdose sense to where i can like put myself in somebody else's shoes and thinking, you know what I'm saying? Maybe outside of box and stuff like really like, yeah, my microdosing mushrooms wise is really therapeutic for me. Like I went through a crazy ass breakup and stuff not too long ago Mm. and literally, yeah, microdose my way through it. Mm. (laughs) Just, you know, like 
I don't know, kind of putting myself in that situation and just having, you know, to force myself into that maturity of things, like, and really think from her perspective in the whole nine, like, Ooh, it was oh, cool. Yep, it was totally no. cool. <laughs> um, I'm playing a headphone. Do, do you do either one of you guys still get shit for not repping right when it comes to rap or the music industry or whatever people expect of you? Kind of like you were saying as far as um, the situation with Jewish and and being black in Chicago. Um, no, not not necessarily anymore. Um, right. I I went down that avenue of. Uh, going to summer camp for seven years and representing Jewish community in that sort of way. But um, unfortunately, I lost touch with a lot of my friends there. Uh, I wish I had had not because uh, I would have had more feet in that category. But uh, as far as like what we're repping and what we're representing, as long as uh, we're standing by what we are doing like consistently, then there's really like never any issue. I mean, I know there has been like some confliction when I first moved here. I know I didn't really know what to represent as far as like 847, which was my old area code for uh, versus 541, which is my new area code. And I found if, uh, it was some window of time was spent where I could, I was repping both and that was okay. But then I thought to myself, well, you know, you, you've built such, um, such a base here and you have such good people here that you're working with right now that you need to represent 541 because this is what this needs to happen. Like Illinois has a lot of artists. It has Chicago. It has North Chicago. It has Southside Chicago. It has a lot of different mm -hmm. provinces of Chicago that have a lot of great artists there that are blowing up because of the internet. And I just felt like, you know, like now it's time for Southern Oregon to have that as well. And so I just kind of, kind of switched over. Although I have love for 847. That's where I grew up 17 years uh, in Skokie. But um, just where I'm at, you know, the, you know, like, you know, that old saying, it's not where you're from. It's where you're at. And you really got to just harness where you're where you're at in that present situation because you just made so much. I swear this motherfucker is like 70 years old, bro. <laughs> 70, 75. Well, talking, talking so much knowledge. Did, didn't so you, much didn't knowledge. he say he graduated in 2011? Didn't you say 2011, that? yes. Yeah, when he youngster. said that, I almost fell out my chair, He's man. A youngster. Like, Holy shit. <laughs> shoot. How do you think I feel being on tracks and shit with this guy? Like, are you kidding me? Like, sometimes I'm like, I'm too old for this shit. He's like, no, player. It's all good. I'm like, first of all, you're a 20 something with no kids. Yeah. No, <laughs> like, me, like, dude. He's looking at you like, dad. Hey, dad. Yeah, like, <laughs> I like it sometimes. What's up, daddy? Really, I'm like, man, For real. I'm getting too over this shit. Talking like Jesse's age to my age, and I'm around Jesse every day. Oh, man. Oh, oh nice. one yeah. thing I, we didn't have not asked is how sure. long were you in the military? Oh, dang. Um, seven years almost. Holy, Holy shit. shit. I know, yeah, right? I did a cool little stretch. Yeah. You should have just done 13 more and retired. Hell no. F that noise. <laughs> no. Um, actually, to be how did you honest, do seven and not, you know, get <sighs> fucked up? Um, I when they started showing me certain aspects of things like when i started becoming like because i've always been a family man like straight up like growing up it was all about being family knit and oriented making sure we do everything as a man. like we wouldn't step out we would go to sizzlers dressed up like in like sunday's best to go eat at sizzler like that's how players stepped out so like that's you know what i mean yeah it's kind of that's the norm <laughs> like not yeah. a saying actually their last names Oh yeah, no. Yeah. So it worked it out. Just, yeah, I don't. Their parties were fun. I remember the Super Bowl party that your mom had thrown. Oh yeah, and it was a full family party included. Like moms was there, and oh yeah, and bring dad everybody. Was there. Yeah. I don't see why you weren't throwing shows there. then. 
Like, why weren't you throwing up lights and getting the turntable out and shit? And I'm sure he probably wrapped for us a time or two. I think so, but I mean, I was really hung over at that party. I got drunk up at Eugene. Yeah, I never really got into you know like necessarily pushing it until I got into the military. When I started getting around a lot of folks that like from all walks of life, everywhere. Like I started hanging. Like most of my friends were from the south and from the east, so I was hanging out with people from like everywhere from Maryland to New York to like Georgia, Louisiana, Florida. Like, and then yeah, that's kind of where like the whole basis of like YGB really started and stuff. So like, I finally got my black friends. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, growing up like you know in a, in a town where you know you get picked on for being yeah. black to like going in and in this environment where it treats you like prison, like you racially click up and like for some people I wasn't black enough, for some people I wasn't white enough. It right. was crazy. It's a so, shitty in between, really. Oh yeah, but I'm I treated it just like high school. I was cool with everybody. I, yeah, I ain't got no beef with nothing. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it was, it was definitely one of those things where. Yeah, you you definitely have to have that. I don't know. It's slowly changing. <laughs> it's slowly changing here. But you go two hours north, man, and there's a lot more black people that way. Oh yeah, the scene or is just totally a, different. Or just a couple hours south. So it's like it's really weird in this freaking section that it's just not. It's like everybody passes through. I must <laughs> say oh, yeah. that in this day and age, I've noticed a lot more. Yeah, black people around so many more black people around. Yeah, and it's, totally. it's a lot. It's a lot cooler to see the environment spreading out amongst all of us rather than just because really it's been a Hispanic bunch of angry and, old white mm-hmm. people, a Hispanic and white community. Oh, really. yeah, most definitely. I mean, totally for for this area. Old well, except for back in the, like yeah, saying, right, back yeah. in the 60s. Was that when it was when? Or the seventies when you're talking about the KKK and shit. Oh yeah, no. Well, that I mean, that was yeah. 80s, I mean, my, <laughs> no, we're talking about like probably like forties, fifties, sixties. Oh, okay, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, this is like my great great grandfather. Yeah. So when they so, were yeah. gold mining in Gold Hill. Uh huh. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> they when they were doing the miners the thing. that were hanging out up at my parents' yeah, house. Yeah, totally. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, to, to answer the question about the Navy and and you know being able to stay in, like, no, nah, I'm sorry, that wasn't. Yeah, I treated it like nine to five. That was like kind of my basis. And when they started to treat me a certain way with like when my mother passed and how they kept me on base for two days before I could even go see the body or anything like that. Like it was, it was crazy. Like, so, you know, and and getting told that you're, you know, your family isn't issued in your bag. So you you shouldn't care about them type stuff, but you're going to give me thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of hazardous duty and family separation pay and all that kind of stuff. So I just felt like the, you know, the moral values were kind of messed up. You know, it it definitely turned me into the man I am today. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, if it wasn't for the military and to have that like structure and discipline, who knows where the hell I'd be right now. You know what I mean? I'd probably be like 70% of the not so good cases you see out in this area. You know what I mean? Just because I probably wouldn't be hanging around the stupidest people that I could get myself around. So yeah, like. Well, and chasing a dream, man, you know, it's. Uh, oh yeah the money was good so yeah it filled the music a little well, bit <laughs> I mean, the, 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 well that but i mean it's like when you chase a dream it's not just an eight a nine to five you know it becomes a 24 7. oh yeah um, for sure totally. so you're never not working and if you are not working it's probably you're thinking about it oh yeah and uh yeah i'd be i'd be <laughs> you don't ever get a break i'd be in the it. kitchen like you know doing my thing because of course culinary specialist i was a cook yeah yeah um, I ended up, you know, I'd be, you know, cleaning out the walk-in, doing my thing, and I'd be singing, rapping, whatever. I just made a beat on the boat. Like I spent maybe seventy-two hours at a time up, like no sleep, nothing like that. Like maybe every other week, just to get work done with people and stuff. So I'd work a nineteen, twenty-hour shift, then take that next four hours to get myself into the studio, get somebody mix and master with their album or their mixtape or whatever, while you know having these people sign and getting the show set up in Bahrain and Dubai and Hong Kong. Like it definitely, yeah, like. 
like I said, the money was great. It helped yeah. out, yeah, it helped fuel that music. But at the same time, like, yeah, it would, that one aspect, it, it was the nine to five where I wanted that 24 seven on that other side. So like, I did whatever I could to do it. Sure, sure, so, sure. totally. Now let's end with this cannabis. Um, yes. Yeah. Now, yes. how is it? Is that a big? I mean, how big a part of your life is it? Do you Very use big. it for like medicine, that? or is it just wreck for you? I think that is how you two first met. Yes. Was at Green Valley Wellness. Yeah. Because we yeah were in, yeah we went in there. Is that night. it? Wow. I yeah, been there I believe a long so. Time. Yeah, I got a fucking ticket coming out of there, man. Oh, oh yeah. no. Actually, right Dude, after we came in and saw you. Dude, camping behind your fucking store. Wow. Yeah. Fuck you, talent cops. Ooh, I hope you're listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> Just joking. <laughs> no, actually, it was. It, it, to be perfectly honest, that was like the coolest opportunity that I've ever gotten Green in Valley. the cannabis industry. Yeah. yeah um, Are you still doing dispensaries? Okay. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Um, I'm starting over at uh, Mr. Nice Guy that's opening up oh, on nice. West Saint. Yeah, which is actually pretty cool. They're uh, more coastal based, and they got like twenty something stores. Oh, okay. And yeah, I just got hired uh, bud tending uh, lead. But yeah, nice, good. Perfectly, yeah, thank you. Appreciate. So you're that. deep in the culture. I mean, oh, most definitely. Music, I've been in it since plus. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, totally. Do you, are like I said, do you use it for medicine? Oh yeah. Um, like I was uh, saying earlier, I got you know messed up knee. I actually ended up getting a meniscectomy in my left knee, so I actually grind gears and stuff. I don't like the pain. Um, I also got a, a dislodged disc and stuff, so I end up smoking for that. Mm -hmm. um, for me personally, since I don't really have too many like respiratory issues or anything like that, smoking is my absolute number one go-to. Yeah, um, I love turps. I love the smell of flour. I love the way it breaks up. I love the way it smokes when it like it crackles and everything. I just I love weed. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a yeah, good state for oh, you. Oh, most definitely. You're a flower guy though. Oh yeah, flower to the max. But I I, I dabble in everything. Okay. <laughs> no puns intended uh, with the dabs, but yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, everywhere from yeah extraction dabs to shoot edibles, drinkables, RSOs, topicals. I do it all. Mm, um, and nice. I've got a little bit of everything at the crib too. Yeah, it's it's kind of nice, you know, <laughs> be able to have that backstock, especially in these times. So right. How about you, Brammer? Yeah, no, um, cannabis is great medicine for me. I have uh, do struggle with anxiety mostly, mm -hmm. and so it really does calm me down. I do mostly indicas um, because then I can really just like you know be mellow and smooth, and you know only wake and bake just a little bit because indica is pretty heavy to me anyway. And like I've I've been smoking weed for years, and I am still a lightweight. Ask him. I am still <laughs> like fourth blunt in. You know, like I am still falling asleep. Like, I'm like, damn, this is some heavy stuff, you know, like whatever. But, um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really, <laughs> it's really helped to me over the years. And, um, like, I really wish I had it as sort of like a source in high school. Like I really like struggled in high school with like trying to concentrate and things like that. And like, for some great, beautiful reason, cannabis just like calms me down because I have high levels of ADHD also. And so it just calms me down, makes me focus. Um, especially hybrids, hybrids have been really good because it calms me down and it has that, you know, kick of sativa mm. to like really like still make you not drowsy enough to do what you want to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so like it's really helped over the years and it's really helped me concentrate my writing and it's really, you know, going over to Tyrone's house and smoking, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm already knowing like it's, it's, it's going down for fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, I imagine you guys are a lot higher than you say you are when yeah. you're writing a lot of this music. Yeah. You get together. No, I, I, you guys I, are smoking. I'll say this, like <laughs> when I smoke on a regular basis, I, I don't know. I mean, what anywhere between like a quarter to yeah maybe nine ten grams a day i don't know God, a flower yeah. 
damn. Yeah, that's some, and, that's sometimes but, without me too. But yeah, that's without Ooh, him. That's, like with yeah, him. Like, like, are you kidding me? We shot a video like what, like five, six days ago, oh where I pulled out what eight or nine blunts, all roll with four different types of grand or, or dabs inside of them from the THC crystalline stuff from Select to Doctor Jolly's dabs. I mean, I, I had them laced up. Um, yeah, I smoked about five or six Fuck. of those. Fuck then yeah. we did dabs. Then we smoked somebody else's flower. I think he brought some flower too. Uh, I think what was it, the Sacred Farm stuff? Um, it was like lemon meringue. Yeah, lemon meringue from Sacred Farms. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. so he got a pre roll pack. He brought that. Like good. we smoked through all that. Yep. Then the uh, the roommate comes through and was like, "Hey, I got some. You know, I got some some weed too. I got blunts. Can you roll one?" I was like, oh, "Sure, Sacred Flower Farms." So yeah, it was yeah. It, I smoke. Uh, I yeah, I stay high. <laughs> <laughs> Stay medicated, right? Yeah, all day, every day. How do we find your album coming out, man? Uh, you're going to be able to go? find the album on, wow, uh, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, YouTube. And this will release on April 30th. So 30th. this Thursday. So we can so look for it from right on Spotify. Bam. Yep. You'll Tyrone look, Yeah, it's Tyrone Flair. Fuck yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, as a backup, I am, uh, since I was going by Josiah, I do have another thing where I got a distribution deal through the name still. So if you can... You can look up Josiah too. Okay, that's just kind of a little background thing. Yeah, but yeah, mainly no just Tyrone H. player T Y R O N P L A Y E R, no E for the Tyrone, but it sounds the same. Yeah, right. Okay, <laughs> so look yeah. that up. Um, and is there any? I mean, your IG you want to shout out? Your oh yeah, IG, IG is a uh, Tyrone player five four one. Um, that's just yeah. All lower caps, the whole nine seven. All right, you got a Facebook, you got uh, a Facebook, Twitter. yeah. Just Tyrone Player, look me up. I got, got a picture of me and my kiddos. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> what about yeah, Bremer? Well, I was getting right. To <laughs> <laughs> my co-host Brema. Yo, your your album's releasing the May first, first. May the first on all streaming. Platforms. Same thing, all yeah. streaming platforms. It's just Bremer Baden on everything: Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. Awesome. Just like Bremer Baden. Nice. Easy. It's just it's super foreign and just. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. I really appreciate you guys coming on, man. Yeah, it's man. been a Thank pleasure, you. dude. Yeah. I want to have you guys come back on. You do your releases, and uh, you know sure. we need to we need to sit down with you too. Yeah, get caught I'm, up maybe on a, be awesome. a separate episode. And of course, you know you can. Oh yeah, no, kick it too. Of but yeah, that'd be we'll, great. We'll focus more on your music, <laughs> and uh, we'll play some clips too. Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Super. So uh, that's awesome, guys. Thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Thank you so I am. Much I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go ahead and outro this. Is there anything you want to say about it? And we'll just go um, right on out. Actually, the outro actually has myself with Bremer on it. He's featuring Ooh. on this one, so yeah, this is the last yeah, track yeah. of the album. I uh, wanted to end it with a bang, something real fun and outgoing. Um, and the la la la's are so funny. Like it's fun. It's stupid fun. <laughs> Super so. whimsical. Yeah. It's like um, something out of Dr. Seuss. Yeah, it kind of gives you a little taste of what you know the matador might sound like, but it's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Organ love. Let's guys. get it. The outro, man. Oh, my God.
and you've just listened to The Dirt Show. If you like this episode, please like, share, comment, and go to organrooted.com where you can subscribe to us on your favorite platform like iTunes, Pandora, or Spotify. Also check us out on our YouTube for videos and IG, Facebook, and Twitter for all our updates. Thank you for listening.